Happy holidays, Pens fans. Welcome back to Pens Corner Podcast. We cover everything Penguins all around the AHL um, and a little bit of Pittsburgh, too, if they weren't having a bunch of back-to-back stinkers. Um, we have a ton of games to cover today, and that is mostly our fault. We recorded a podcast a while ago, um, and the audio ended up being really bad. Uh, the file got corrupted, so we are going to be covering games all the way back to November 23rd right now. It is, what, December 11th? Yes, it's December 11th. Um, so hang in there. We're going to rip through these, um, and then we're going to touch on some key points today. Uh, the Penguins are rolling, though. Uh, 15 goals in two games. Uh, we are currently, what, fifth in the conference, um, fourth in our own division. So it, things are looking up for Wilkes-Barre, and they've been a better team lately. We've got some guys on hot streaks. So definitely stick around, listen to the whole thing. We're very excited to tap into this today. So to start off, we'll start with the game on actually November 23rd, almost a whole month ago. Ooh. Um, we played Charlotte after coming off of a pretty tough loss the night before. We came back against Charlotte, a very, very strong team, consistently too. Good game the night or the Monday before. It was yeah. uh, we lost six five, I believe, right? Uh, I forget. I know we lost. I know we lost pretty. Rough. It was a it, very. It was either six five or five four, and it was an amazing game, and we really got unlucky with it. Five, it was five four. four, which I mean, that's a tough one to take. Like, that's always a tough one to take. It is, but they bounced back and they took care of business five two away. It is not a easy place to play. No. Um, and they went in. Key takeaways from that one, uh, Anson got his first pro point. That was huge. Uh, Pusty was kind of lights out. Um, we didn't know it then, but this would be the start to a major hot streak for him. Uh, Hollander continued his hot streak in that game um, where he <laughs> he became leading goal scorer and then kind of got dropped back off because Pusty decided to score. Um, Tokarski set the tone the entire game. He was phenomenal. Um, we're going to be talking about Tick a lot tonight because he's just been incredible. He just had a major AHL accomplishment and 200 wins. He's currently sitting 16th overall all-time in the AHL for goaltender wins. That is unbelievably impressive. Um, so, yeah, and no penalties. And Mark Friedman scored. Mark Friedman did score. Which, I mean, there were penalties. We had two. We had uh, mm-hmm. Nylander, Anson's. In the Charlotte game. I believe the no penalties note was because we discussed on the last podcast yeah. how they constantly took penalties. Late penalties. Yeah. Well, let's transition over to that Lehigh game that happened the next day. All right. Because so it was November 25th uh, in Wilkes-Barre, almost 5,000 people. Which was a pretty good crowd. Yeah, good showing. Good crowd. for for That was right after Thanksgiving. So that was pretty good. We we weren't good. We, we never really played good against Lehigh, though. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed this. But we always play to Lehigh's level. We always play to the we always play to the Ratcliffe's. We always play to what is now the Jordy Bell Reeves, the O'Reilly's. We always play down against them. And I think it's because of the rivalry and the way Lehigh play. They're not they're not necessarily a hugely physical team. They're just not that they're not that good. And I think their coach does a great job of kind of shutting everything else down. Yeah, the thing is they always come into Wooks Bear ready to to rip too. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just a really hard working unit. I agree. But a big takeaway from this was Pustinen got a goal, but Kajula, two points on that night. And I saw him, he was, when he was taking penalty shots against Charlotte, I think it was, right? He's, he's a silky smooth. He is just, 
He's he's a silky smooth penalty shot taker. Yeah, he is. He's real, real good with it. But um, we ended up winning that game off a Nylander penalty shot. Yeah, big shout, though, for Pusti's goal. He really had no angle. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I don't know. He's, he's just been really good lately. Um, he's scoring some weird goals, which I absolutely love. Um, I think he's kind of got his confidence up to a point where he's like, I'm going to shoot from anywhere. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to take on who I want. And that's the Pusti we've been waiting for the whole season and the Pusti that kind of got opened up a little bit last year, but not completely. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited going forward because now he's on nine goals. Yeah, I mean, we we saw Pustin in last year kind of be this fragile little, he was this little like snail man. He kind of sat back, he got in positions, his positioning was better than anything. Now we're seeing him be this aggressive, this aggressive winger who every game seems like he's just hitting people. He, I saw him hit, first time I saw him hit someone this season, I was like, Pustin it? I remember one time we, we commented on it, we were like, oh, he has to be more physical. The next game he went out and got a boarding call. Yeah, and that is just not like him no. at all. Which, I mean, I don't agree with the boarding, but like, Physicality, go on. Go on, Valtteri. Also, a, another great finish by Kajula in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the one who leveled it 2-2. Shorthanded. With, like, two minutes to play. Mind you, they were up one nothing. Lehigh was, and then they scored. They were up one nothing, and then oh. they went up 2 nothing in the beginning of the third period. There was only yeah. er, right in the middle of the third period, actually. Um, it kind of looked like game over, and then the boys rallied and scored two late goals, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean... That always, when they score that second goal, that's always such a downer because this, these are familiar guys. Like, Nagel's in goal, which, I mean, that was funny because we started calling him Nagel or, like, I, ca- I called him something. It was funny. Nag- nagging on Nagel, eh? I think it was. I think I called him Nagel just to, just to mess with him. And, I mean, there's O'Reilly, Fitzgerald, Wisdom. Wisdom, oh, boy, he fought. He almost fought someone after the second period. Then Jordy, Wilson, eh, Ratcliffe. But <sighs> Jordy. There's so many names on that team which you look at. Forrester scored. He's a great player. We've he's been a thorn in our side most of this most of this season when we played him. Yeah, he's been super annoying. Um, also, uh, we just said about Dakarski. This was the game that uh, capped his 200th win. So he had a 32 save game, perfect in the shootout. No one scored on him. Um, and like Neil, was, Neil's finished it off. So like it was written out of a script. You I know tell that. you what though, how bad was that last Lehigh? Penalty shot. I don't remember it. He missed the net completely. I don't. I'm going to be completely honest with you here. I was already celebrating before he even got there. Well, for anyone uh, listening in that by chance didn't see the goal, uh, this guy tries all the deeks in the world, right? And he shifts it over onto his forehand, <laughs> goes to rip a shot, and it ends up about five feet left of the net. And he just put his hands over his face, and everyone started celebrating. And I was like, this is just heaven on earth right here. I like I said I I was already celebrating I saw the puck go I the puck didn't go in the back of the net I saw Tukarski get up and I was like oh we won woo and then we got to listen to Rachel Malik interview Tick on the ice and just you could see what it meant to him after that honestly mm-hmm. that's a huge huge accomplishment for anybody yeah I, I feel like a lot of these players don't uh, they're not looking at statistics all the time but that's definitely something you're aware of once you're starting to reach like a, a point like that you know mm-hmm. I I think that was I think that was a really that was kind of like a turning point for us. That in the Charlotte game, back to back wins like that, huge confidence booster. We go into Hershey. I mean, and we talked about um, prior to that how many points we expected because we recorded right before that second Charlotte game, mm-hmm. and we were like, "How many points do we want from this weekend?" And I said, "I think we can take six, but you said it's going to be rough in Springfield um, that third game. And to be fair, you're totally right. It's Springfield on a Sunday. 
You've just come off of a huge game before against a rival. But what did the boys do? They got on the road. They took Springfield on, and they got the dub. 3-2 away at Springfield. An unbelievable performance um, because that is a hard place to play. We've been there a lot of times, and they create the most toxic atmosphere. It's kind of an uncomfortable setting to begin with. Beautiful arena, but the, the area surrounding the ice is like real cagey, it's, real dark. It, it's weird. When you walk into Springfield, it's kind of one of those. You walk into it, and you're just like, you're like, whoa, this is this is this is the arena. It's and you cool. look at the you look at the ice, and it's there's like shadows. A, it's like a giant sports bar surrounding the actual like. Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, the the actual outside. What yeah. is that called? Concourse. Yeah, the concourse. The concourse is crazy. It's they have, awesome. They have outdoor bars, outdoor seating, outdoor eating. It's like. Holy crap, I feel like I'm in like a mall. And then you go into the tunnels and it's like this dark, depressing rink. It's crazy. It's I think the seat, the seats are black, right? If I remember. Yeah, it's it's a comp it, they're comfy seats though. Very comfy seats. But weird. Weird, you walk weird in, place. It's same with Utica, you know? That's yeah. the same like when, the seating is low in both of them too. Yeah. It's like you you feel even if you're sitting as high as possible, you feel so low to the ice. It's very, very weird. Yeah, when when we walked into Utica, I got the same exact feeling because it's so dark. And I think that that's such a difference. Like, you go to Mohegan Sun Arena, and you can see every, you can see everything in the arena. Mm. You look at what, and the ice is just, it's white. It's perfectly white, like you're shining a flashlight. Like, there's flashlights in the ice. It's very bright. You go to Springfield, you go to Utica, these teams, there's no light. The LED, I mean, there's LED lighting, but like... The ice is just, the ice isn't bright. And there's shadows on everything, like you mentioned. It's yeah. very, very weird. You feel like you can't look across and see the people on the other side. It's so yeah. dark. It's like and one of those places your eyes have to adjust constantly because you go from the concourse, it's mm-hmm. huge windows, well-lit, awesome bars, and you go in, it's like, oh. When? In <laughs> should, should I have brought, like, <laughs> x-ray goggles or something? How am I supposed to see the ice in here? In in this, the funny thing is, that that's what Springfield, I've, I noticed this last year when we were in playoffs. I don't know if this was like a, like a mental tactic, but what they do is they like they close the curtains. It was pitch black. We were there. I think it was seven o'clock at night. The mm-hmm. sun was da- the sun. The sun wasn't down yet. No, still but in the third period. It was pitch black outside in Springfield, and they closed the curtains. It's not. They didn't want any outside light from the concourse getting in. No, which just, is just crazy to me. Yeah, it's a kooky place. If you get the chance to go there, um, definitely check it out. Everyone listening. Um, it's it's unique. It's a beautiful arena on the outside, but inside it's like, what the heck is going on with the ice here? Mm-hmm. And you don't know exactly what we're talking about as soon as you see it. Mm-hmm. I agree. But back to the game, uh, Springfield went up really, really early, like 40 seconds into the game early. Did not look good right off the start. Luckily, Lazat fluffed a shot, top of the key, and Pulley got a, uh, a nice little tip on it. So... Uh, that kind of leveled us up at the beginning of the second period. I met John Lazat. When? Um, Did you just see him the other day? Or? No, it was the game before the last game. It was not the Bridgeport game. It was the game before that. I don't know. Um, oh, that's when we got... Sh- oh. No. It was... Hold on. I got it up Lehigh. here. Lehigh. Bridgeport. Was it? Yeah, it would have been, Le- been this game. Uh, it, was, it was at home. The last game. Yeah. I met him. He's actually a pretty nice guy. Yeah, for see, the most part, that's what makes it even harder to just constantly hate on him. He's he was a nice guy though. You know, you can be a good guy and a shitty hockey player. So that's true. That's okay. That's a good point. Um, back to but, the, back to the story. So bitten seventh goal of the season puts him up to one against us. Things are not looking good. 
until Drew O'Connor chips a puck out to Pusty, center ice. Pustinen is stuck between two guys. He hits it off the back of his heel, takes both of them on, bodies the one trying to, to cut him off, and he freaking five holes Hofer. And it was such a beautiful goal. It was such a moment of like, wow. Like, Pusty is physical. Pusty's fast. He got the job done. Um, he's scoring clutch goals again. I, it's a beautiful goal, like a really good goal. It, mm-hmm. It's one of the most iconic Pusty goals this season so far because it's like, it's a new age version of him. I, I live for it. And then obviously the boys get it done in the shootout. Who's two, two goals? Two goals. Neander, disgusting. He, he sent Hofer basically across the rink and then just kind of passed it in. Poland did that little McDavid, like little shift onto the backhand, fluffs it up into the top corner. Oh, it, beautiful, now, beautiful penalty. Now, riddle me this. When was the last time a defender for Wilkes-Barre took a penalty shot? I don't know the stat, but I want to find out. I don't even know. Not, not a lot. Not in our time. No. Not never in our time. And we've seen, I to, think. To be fair, to be fair, I think we've seen one. We've seen one, two, three, seven penalty shootouts. This is, by the way, this was like Lehigh was my first shootout win. This is crazy though. How many? When we're going to talk about this, I think three shootouts we're talking about today alone. Yeah. They're ridiculous. Back to back to back. Yeah. Le- Lehigh, Springfield, Hershey. It just shows. It shows the mentality of this team. Well, yeah. actually, or, wouldn't that be four? Yeah. Feel, there might be four. Because we had Springfield, Charlotte. No, Charlotte, we didn't have one. We had one in the first game. So four, it was four out of five games we had shootouts. It's a mentality. It's a, this it is, is the winner's mentality. And mind you, Wilkes-Barre was not the leading team going into any of those. Mm-mm. They brought the goal. They got the late goal every single time and sent it to OT and got the mm-hmm. job done, which is awesome. I absolutely love that from them. Um. Neilander and Pullen, though, making Hofer just look totally stupid. That's the kind of stuff I live for. Yeah. Yeah. That, I agree. That was my biggest takeaway uh, from that game. Also worth mentioning, Lindbergh had 35 saves, or 33 saves. 35 shots, two goals got scored on him, 33 saves. And I think that's huge because Stokarski and Lindbergh are both big time pulling their weight this season. They're two, they're two players that I just, I absolutely love this season. There are two players that have really propped us to success. I was I forget what it was, but I think that it, I think it was it was seven to five. That's what the that's what the wins were right now for them. Let me check quick. I'm kind of like I'm grinning like a fool right now, and you can see it. But do you remember a Wilkesbury team this good for as long as we've watched them? Aside from the the, the beginning of us supporting them, um, back in like the Bombay days and Nazardine days. They were a really good team back then, and that's because that place was pretty much selling out every night. Aside from the Agazino and Angelo days, when they were scoring a lot of goals together, do you remember a team like this? The Gensel, the Gensel Murray, it was Gensel Murray Sheary. We had those three, and there was probably someone else with that, but it was those three, and that they were rolling teams. But then that's when uh, that's when Sullivan was coaching us. Mm-hmm. Sullivan got so uh, whoever was up in people Pittsburgh. forget about that. I forget about Mike it. Sullivan was just. In the AHL in Wilkes-Barre, yeah, Mike Sullivan's assistant coach in Pittsburgh it was in Wilkes-Barre. He won the Calder Cup with Charlotte. I tell you what, I want that JD mentality in Pittsburgh. I'm hoping that's a transition point. What once we win the Calder Cup? Back, but back to what I was saying with that is, we were we were we were going to win. We were going to win the Calder Cup. I mean, you have three. You have Matt Murray. You have Matt Murray, Tristan Jari, Shiri, Gensel. You could put those four players on the ice, and you're going to win. You're going to win games, mm-hmm. and. I remember sitting there and I was looking at, 
I was looking at Jari one time and I was like, wow, you're going to be an NHL goalie one day. And I was, I remember I met Matt Murray for something and I shook his hand and I'm like, wow, you were like, this is just a professional guy. And I thought we were going to win the Calder Cup, mm-hmm. but no, you know how that works. No, that, it never works out that but way. But you need a team. Yeah. Like I know you mentioned some stars there, but this is the first time I ever remember having a squad deep team. We are, I mean, our scratches are good. I mean, Jackson and Ivany, and as much Everyone. as I hate to say it, John Lazat, he's, John Lazat's not, a, he's not my favorite player. Uh-oh. But I, the shift is happening. No, no, no. The shift is happening. You heard it here first. John Lazat's not my favorite player. Let's see what comes John, next. John Lazat's not my favorite player, but he's depth. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you want, who do you want in depth? Chris Ortiz. I'm not lying. Chris Ortiz is better than John Lazat. No, I think Chris Ortiz should be up here. That, that, that was just, that, that's just. Well, I know you have a hatred for him. It's, it's just wait till he gets called up. It's going to be transparent. I'd no sooner play Gruden on defense. I mean, that probably would work good, but let's shift over into the Hershey game. This was a shootout. Oh, and this one, this one hurt a little. This one definitely hurt. Sam Annis is just, he's a penguin killer. This man, this man, we should call environmental services on him because he is a penguin killer this season that this man <laughs> that was just that was ridiculously funny i know you've been thinking about that all day and you haven't mentioned it but uh <laughs> that that was pretty good <laughs> and it's the penguin killer eh um you're right though he's so good and every time we he plays against the penguins he just tortures him and us. ness him and ness they are like they're not good unless they're playing against the penguins every time i hear his name or vecchioni's name I'm just like, uh, no. You ex- Can they not be injured for one game, please? You expect Vecchioni to be good, though. That's that's my issue with it. You expect, yeah. like, you hear Vecchioni, oh, Vecchioni got called up. Vecchioni did this. Vecchioni did that. Cool. All right. Go on. Do your thing. But then Vecchioni comes down in Hershey, and you're like, oh, my God, why, why are you here? You should yeah. not be. It's it's like he's, Vecchioni's a good player. I expect him to be good. Sam Annis, Ness. It, to be honest, we... Actually played a really good first period of yeah. this game. Like we we were in there. We battled hard. Um, solid first period. Aside from that shit deflection at the end of the, uh, the period for Hershey, kind of gave them a little momentum, and they rode it into the second period. Uh, we did go up three two though. Leggy, you want to uh, hit on Leggy a little bit? Nathan Lagare is the standout player of the season. He is the most unexpected standout he, player. He's the most improved. Most un- but he's an unexpected standout player. Oh, yeah. Like, I last his season. career was over last season. Yeah, I, I remember talking to him at the end of last season. He wasn't sure if he was coming back or if he was going to Wheeling. But now he comes back. This man is an improved player. He is one of the best players on our team. I and think he had everything he needed. I think his mentality is a lot sharper this season. And he's playing, so he's got confidence. When We have a bottom six right now. Our bottom six forwards are incredible at the moment. And they're, they're really the reason we're winning games which 15, 15 goals in two games, it doesn't happen to every team. But to continue on, this game was good, this game was good other than the shootout. Yeah. Um, actually, we could also mention Pusti on the board, three mm-hmm. games in a row, three goals, three games. Uh, phenomenal performance by him again. He had because, two points in this game. And remember how bad he was against Hershey last season. The guy was useless in the Giants center. How nice is it to finally go to the Giants center and compete? Mm-hmm. Because last season that was not even like, not even close to an option. We would go there and get smoked constantly. Dustin Katars, 
Dustin Tatarski. <laughs> Dustin Katarski. <laughs> the guy's unreal. 40 saves. Three goals against. Insane. That's so unlucky. That's insane. 40 saves. Yeah, Tick's been unfreaking real. Um, yeah, I, Tick's been good. Um, I mean, you go. You never go to Hershey and have an easy crowd. No. If there's 8,600 people there, which is just... They, they definitely fluff that number sometimes. I, I think Hershey do it by tickets sold. because they, they do, because I've been there on nights when they say, we're sold out, and there's 200, 300 seats wide open. And it's funny because even the people joke about it. Like the people sitting in front of me, Hershey fans, they're like, oh, I wonder what the attendance is going to be tonight. Like, is it going to be another sold out night? And there's empty seats everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're definitely just like, okay, yeah, we sold all our tickets. Like, arena's full. No, it's not. Giant center capacity. I think it's right around nine. Um, for let's see for hockey because it says ten five, which is a lot. Ten five. Ten five. But there's no there. See, that's the crazy. Anyone who hasn't been to Hershey, it's just like this big bowl. Like, yeah. There's no upper section. It's just one huge row of seating. So the fact that it could be ten five, there's a lot. It of does seats not seem there. like there's, there's ten thousand seats. seats in there. There's a lot of seats in there. I don't know. There's a there's a ton of seats, but. To continue on, I think they do tickets sold because we definitely don't do that because we're selling we're selling more than four thousand tickets a game with just with season ticket members alone. Like, I don't know, maybe. But we'll we're also see. in northeastern Pennsylvania, so the weather's so terrible. It's just I feel like people just skip out on these games constantly. I, like, if, if there's a little bit oh, of yeah. rain, say bye to five hundred people. God forbid they have to walk in from the parking lot. If it's sunny, eh, don't feel like going. If it's rainy, eh, don't feel like going. If it's snowing. I don't, I, I, I wouldn't go if it was snowing that bad, but like tonight we got like tonight, oh, five inches of snow dumped on your head. Here you go. You're right. But we still would have been there if there was a game tonight. No, we wouldn't have. On those roads? I would have been there. Yeah, fair enough. So um, to so continue on to Hershey. The, so oh, that, that one, that one hurt. Which one? That OT loss against Hershey mm-hmm. in Hershey hurts. And then to have... Oh, God. To have a game like Bridgeport right after that at home, um, kind of devastating, especially when you have a pretty much sold-out arena. You're going to let Bridgeport just, like, abuse you 5-1 at home. I know they're a good team, but no one should be able to come into your home ice and score five goals on you. I don't know if you agree, mm-hmm. but it's like the, you defend your home. You have the support of 5,000 people there with you. Make something happen, because you're an amazing hockey team, right? How do you not get the job done? How do you let that slip? I don't even have any notes aside from congrats to the Penguins Hall of Famers. If you're letting a team score five goals against you, you have to look good doing it. And I didn't watch the game. I was, I was busy. I was visiting some friends. But I watched. Uh, I watched about. I watched their second and third goal because I was actually. I met a girl, and she had the Penguins game on coincidentally in the one bar we went to. And after the third goal, I went. Can you just turn this off? Like I don't want to watch this anymore. Underwhelming. Is, and it was terrible. We know that because our grandmother was there. Shout out, Nanny, if you're listening to this. Um, she she literally left. She's like, I'm I'm sick of this. This mm-hmm. was a terrible performance. And she does that where. Somehow she gets a read on when the team's going to be good and bad, and she just, like, won't show up to games. Yeah. Uh, she got a bad read this time, and she showed up to the game and was just so disappointed with it. Mm-hmm. I, the people in front of us, I said to them, I said, well, how bad was the 5-1? And they were like, oh, we wanted to leave. Like, we were, 
we didn't leave, but we were close. And that's one of those that I think, I think I would have been ready to leave. Yeah. Which five one against Bridgeport after our history with Bridgeport last season, that would have been enough to make me like kind of uncomfortable. I was sad. I was very sad. I agree with you. I I didn't really know what the score was until the day after, because I, I was like I saw three nothing. I saw that they were playing like they just got out. I was I, they were playing like they just got out of the FPHL, the failed Prospects Hockey League. <laughs> um, so I was like, so I I didn't think too much about it. But the only good thing I think to come out of this was I was in a Starbucks and there was there was a Bridgeport scratch in there. And I text Tommy. I'm like, Tommy, Tommy, should I should I look at this guy right now and be like, why do you get dressed up just to sit in the stands every week? I didn't, but I should have. That's self control. Congratulations. That's a level up in life. Do you? Th- but do you think I should have? If you went to Starbucks after the fact, after the five one, and you said something, then it'd be okay. Before the five one. Then you'd be the reason for the five one. Do you think he would have fought me in a Starbucks though? If he would have fought you, you would have gone to the arena with a black eye and a bloody nose, and you would have been respected by all. That's true. <laughs> and then you would have been irritated, so it would have given you even more of a reason to leave once they scored five goals. And lawsuit. Yeah, and we should mention <laughs> these five goals, they scored a goal every period. So this was a dominant performance across the board. Leggy, shout out, third goal of the season. Got a late one, thanks to Nando assist. Nice to see Ando back on the board. They didn't score any in the first period. It was just second and third period. I'm so sorry. I'm, I don't know why. Um, I'm looking at number one, like I, first yeah. goal. I thought that was first period. I, I, was, I saw that too. I had to do a double take. My bad. Um, well, yeah, let's, transition over to a, let's transition to a happier day. Oh, boy. All right. Well, this evening in the Giants Center, December 4th, will go down as one of the best Penguins performances of all time because of who it's against and the resilience of the team. And it seems to be a trickle-down effect uh, based on, you know, our last performance. So you want to get us going here, Dale? Well, 8,500 tickets sold. And I would like to point out, Kirsten Welsh, she was a, she's a female official. She's a, she's a linesman. She was okay. incredible. Yes. She was like, she was on top of it. Uh, I agree. And it, I just, I wanted to give her a shout out because you don't see many, you don't see many lines women right now. Like I, I haven't seen one. I think I've seen one this season. Oh, I remember her. Are you talking about the one from home? I don't remember. I don't remember when. Again, Wilkes Bear. Which I don't remember her name. Oh, Patty was letting her have it. No, no, that was a different one. That was a different one. She was the head official. Oh, she was horrible. That was yeah. That was the beginning of the season. Well, wasn't horrible because she was a woman ref. She's horrible because she's just a bad ref. That's true. Well, on top of that, you go in the Hershey and you get scored on in the first two minutes of the game. 119, I, the, the thing reads here. Yep. Head goes down. But then you have Philip Hollander. Just Philip Hollander just like, oh, okay, yep, going to carry the team on my back. Picks the team up, lists the team morale. How good has he been in Hershey this he, season? Hershey alone. He hates Hershey. He despises them. You can tell when he celebrates. And then... Hollander scores, Ty Smith, Mitch Rinky. Mitch Rinky, boy, he's on fire right now. Well, he had a he had a goal that game too. He's been phenomenal defensively. And he then he, he literally um did he have a three point game? He had a three point game. Yeah, he did. He had the assist on O'Connor. Oh my god. He had his own goal, which was nasty. Great near post finish. Um and then he had the assist on the first one. So yeah, Mitch Rinky rolls into the giant center and takes I, three points. I have never I think Mitch Rinky last year was the most underwhelming player on the team but this year he's just 
this year he's insane. Yeah, you want to talk about good players? Let's go right into the O'Connor insanity that was the Bears game. Um, because this is, we're going to talk about O'Connor um, definitely in the next game because he was unreal. But he was lights out this game. First start, two games in a row. He had four points this game. The guy has been running the freaking show. Um, you can tell because, like, big players like Cassie, McElrath, they target him the whole time. They try and bully him, try and take him out of the game. We were just talking about that before this. Um, but you can't. He is way too good right now. I agree. He's he's just he's a different player right now. He's insane. I mean, you don't you don't really you can't take the Princeton out of the boy, but you can take the boy out of Princeton. It seems you're damn right. And he's he's performing like he's performing like I've never seen a Wilkes-Barre player perform before. He's got to get called up soon. There's no possible way. So let's set the tone for anyone who didn't watch this game. Anyone who doesn't know what this result like entailed. So the Penguins and Bears trade blows two two right towards the end of the third period and uh, or third period end of the first period and then Hershey get a late one go three two into the second period our heads are kind of down we held a really good period competed well with the Bears and then the Penguins come out in the second period and in the first six minutes and forty nine seconds score five goals thoughts. They should have pulled Fukali earlier. <laughs> I agree. I, I, there was really no if and buts about it. We were on fire. Not totally sure how to pronounce his name. Capelmaster. Uh, Capelmaster, I Capelmaster. think. Capelmaster. He was phenomenal. Yeah. Like, he had 10 amazing saves against us. He probably could have changed the game. Fukali put his head down, and he was worthless after, like, the fifth goal. It was it was an amazing game by everyone on the Penguins. I, I didn't have an issue. I love the line. I, I did want to mention this in the Bridgeport game. That was Tukarski's, That was the first game I've seen from Tukarski that has been bad. That was the first one I've seen that he had a bad game. So Lindbergh coming in, 21 saves on 24 shots, three goals against. That's huge. You look at Fukali's number, 21 shots on him, 14 saves. He let in all seven of those goals. That's horrible. Fickle. Fickle let in oh, 14 goals. Fickle. Wait, if you look at it this way, oh, we like easy math. 21 shots, seven goals. He let in every three shots. Mm-hmm. That's really that's bad. That's an stat. I mean, they they were good goals. We scored oh, yeah. some rippers. And yeah. Pusty on the board again. Eighth goal of the season. Let's go, baby. O'Connor, O'Connor is obviously the standout. Everyone will look at o- O'Connor and say, wow. Like, I mean, and he had a rip. Of an, course. an absolute rip. His, uh, his goal, I think it would have been oh, our fifth goal. Dude, he's just, pl- I don't know who was playing D. It was a 2v1. It was a breakout. O'Connor kind of faked a pass, got the guy on the ground, and then drilled it like T90 off the bar. It was disgusting. He just, he looks so good. He's on fire. Underappreciated player of this game, John Gruden. Jonathan Gruden. Gruden's so OP. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Gruden has just been insane. Four goals on the season now, too. Mm-hmm. Well, four goals on the season as of this game. He scored again. I believe as of late. I think so. Yeah. I think he definitely scored against Cleveland. Yep. And then Tyler Secura, he's Secura is one of my favorite players of this season. I don't have one yet. Only three goals, but I think he's had a much larger impact um, than like statistics represent. He's a face-off wizard, man. Well, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, there's, he, there's no if and buts about. Sorry, it. I didn't mean to go blank on you there. I, I agree. He. He's really good on the face-off. 
and he's the reason why usually our third or fourth shift are able to like dominate the game so well. Um, the people he's on these lines with are benefiting from his work rate and mm -hmm. his face-off percentage. I think everyone in the entire team, the entire team are benefiting from him. I, I don't know. I was, I was very, very, I love, I love Sakura. He's, he's probably my, him and Gruden are probably the most underwhelming players sometimes. Like sometimes they, they like sit back and they don't, even Leggy too. Some games they don't have their best game, but when they're, when they're on, they're on. And this was a game, Tyler Sakura, I wish I could pull up his faceoff stats right now because I'm sure he's killing him. Jonathan Gruden. He's killing it. Leggy, Leggy's killing it. One player that I did not see much of in this game, though, Andonovsky. Yeah, Ando's kind of gone under the radar. He started really hot, but then he picked up that injury. He's been a little weird since then. But yeah. if you want to use this as a transition point, let's go Pens. Uh, Hershey, you know how I feel about you. Um, Kale Kessie did not score that game, and he didn't really do anything, actually. He's worthless. <laughs> well, um, yeah. As a transition point, Ando got on the board. In our 8-1 dismantling of Cleveland. Oh, Lordy. I mean, I'll let you talk about this a little bit. Um, I was away on a shoot. I could not make the game, um, but you were there. You were in full spirit, uh, and you were joined by 3,000 others. So, small crowd, 3,000. A small Friday night crowd, and that's, that's actually really bad. Not, not actually, it really, it really wasn't that bad. Well, it's actually 29.50. That's close enough. It I prefer the small crowds because then the players can hear you. That's what I. That's always what I say. <laughs> that's sickening. And Tarasov gets to start. And Jet Greaves, we know how Jet Greaves performs when he's in Wilkes-Barre. Jet Greaves has not had a very good past. Can we get a horrible? He has been. But 1955, there's five seconds left in the first period. Mm -hmm. Leggy scores. Now, I don't. I didn't realize how little time there was. I was... I was sitting there. I was talking to my friend, and I looked over. Leggy scores this absolutely insane goal. I'm freaking out. It was a nice little wraparound. It was great. It was beautiful. It was stunning. It looked better in person than on Fourth camera. Fourth of the season, Gruden and Willett assists. So I go. So I sit down, and I sit down, and we're like kind of hanging out. And all of a sudden, the buzzer goes, and I'm like, we're, like, we're all like, oh my god, we didn't realize there was five seconds left. And then they came out in the second, hot. And the only the only critique of the entire game that I had. Was Jack St. Ivany. Just youth, didn't understand what he was doing, just a, a dumb, dumb Jack St. Ivany mistake. Yeah, I think we're almost at the point, though, where we can't keep saying that. This is like the third time now a direct St. Ivany mistake in the same spot on the ice has directly led to a goal. I like him as a player, but he has to smarten up. At some point, you don't make the same like mistake over mm -hmm. and over and over. And if you watch these goals that are direct results of him messing up, they're the same exact thing. Yes, but do you take the risk of putting John Lazat back in there? Absolutely not. No. It just worries me a little bit that mm -hmm. it's becoming a habit. I I like I like Jackson Ivany. I think he has potential, but I need to see a little bit more of him. But O'Connor. O'Connor, O'Connor, O'Connor. Absolute insanity. Two goals, three assists. Can we talk about that volley that he scored? Nylander like chipped a puck into him and the puck bounced off the ice into the air O'Connor hit it out of the air bar down again like over the goalie's shoulder I've only seen a goal like that in soccer I've never seen a goal like that scored in hockey at least like I don't know amongst the Penguins organization mm -hmm. I'm sure the goal has been scored a hundred times but yeah holy crap like 
gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous goal. It, it was beautiful. And so watching sick. it in person, you, you're looking and you see it and you're just like, wow. Did that just happen? That's kind of like the PO goal last year when he took everyone on the ice. Yeah. And then the, he hit it far post and you're like, did that just happen? It's one of those you don't really celebrate because you're like, what oh, that, that was pretty cool. And by the, by the end, I mean, we scored another five goals in one period. And that was just, oh, it, it was honestly crazy. Kajula's goal. That's two five-goal periods. Yeah. Two five-goal second periods back-to-back. So, yeah, let's keep this trend going, eh? I'd love it. But Kajula, he is a silky, silky player. That man has, that man has the touch of a god on his stick. He's just in and out of people. He Three people are on him. Oh, just does a little deke, gets out of it. And then, boom, shoots. It might not go in every time, but he does it. And he's really finding his feet now. Nylander, Nylander, he is just, Nylander has been on great form. And then Jonathan Gruden, fifth goal of the season. Again. Willett and Ty Smith assist. And Crazy. Pusty gets his ninth two to end the game. Mm-hmm. One thing I didn't like about this game, 12 penalty minutes. Yeah. Definitely, definitely dumb. Yeah, twelve well, for both teams. The one another thing that I I really like this is Billy Sweezy. Billy Sweezy played for the Pens back in COVID year twenty twenty. It was we saw him play the Binghamton Devils about a hundred times. Oh my god, that's all we played. That's, we played just, the Binghamton Devils like eighty times that season. Game. I think Billy Sweezy. I think Billy Sweezy comes in the comes in the Wooks Fair every time. He gets chirped every time he comes. He comes comes in plays with his heart instead of his brain him and greaves do both times because jack greaves ever since he shot that puck at the ref i i don't think we'll ever go back from it it's been the same no Mm-mm. but jet greaves comes into this game after i think it was after five goals and he looked okay but he didn't look great if they put jet greaves in sooner the game would have the game would not have been eight one i think it's these are two bad game management by the opposing coaches that we played yeah but and you're talking about goalie right now, right? Mm-hmm. You want to take a quick tangent and just shout out Lindbergh because oh my word, he made 36 out of 37 saves. Lindbergh on his head. I wa- Lindbergh. I watched this game and I honestly thought to myself, take has been good. Lindbergh deserves that number one against Hershey next week. Dude looked like a Jabberwocky the whole game because he did nothing but just stand on his head. Hey, you've been you've been waiting for that one, haven't you? I actually, just thought about it. Really, that's I've been good. working on some stuff. You that's know, good. that's good. Well, I think Lindbergh should get the number one against Hershey. On on Friday. And then mm. I think Tokarski gets the second start. All right, we can dive a little bit deeper into that when we touch on this weekend's games. But Billy, Billy Sweezy, Billy Sweezy is not a good player in Wooksfair. He might be no. good against Hershey. He might be good against Lehigh. When he hits Wooksfair, not good. Jet Greaves, Jet Greaves knows the entire arena hates him. They're shithouses. Like, they know they're, it's got to be uncomfortable. You know some of these people are like, I hate playing in this place because mm-hmm. I just have to listen to people in my ear the whole time. They chant about me. Uh, they scream at me the whole game, and like they, it just it kills their confidence. They come in and they perform like shit because they're getting screamed at the whole time. And even if it's not that, it's because they just played like shit there the game before. Mm-hmm. So I think at this point it's just like a high, like a, a, a what yeah. is it the the snowball effect? Yeah, of just shit performances. Billy Sweezy, I he, last time we chirped him and we got a reaction out of him, but this game. We chirped him. The entire arena chirped him, so it wasn't just one reaction. Sweet. But he went back to the bench, and he slammed it, and someone from the crowd went, Nice one there, Billy! <laughs> and you could, could you imagine getting called Billy? And his oh, head. Oh, my God. His head. He was His head was up. He was holding the puck with two hands, and he just slammed it against the board. And I was like, so angry. I'd be so frustrated. Like, 
that that was it was disrespectful but it was hysterical now the refs were awful in this game by the way i want to mention that the refs were just pitiful welcome to the hl you might as well toss a striped jersey on you know yeah that's true um but yeah amazing game 8-1 and we don't have any more games to cover so we can get into the actual like discussion two games back-to-back amazing performances show resilience in the 7-3 against Hershey, right? And then just an absolute onslaught at home, 8-1, which makes up for the two games before that. Is this the start of a trend? Or should we be expecting this just like on and off by Wilkes-Barre for the rest of the season? I think on and off. I think that would, I think, I don't think we're going to score 15 goals in two games this entire season. Mm -hmm. I think this is like, I think this is a one-off, if you want me to be honest with you. I think, if you want me to be honest, I think that we are going to have, I think we're going to have success in areas we expect to have success. But I think when we play teams from New England, I think I don't think we're going to do that hot. Mm-hmm. Just because we haven't, we haven't done hot against Providence. We haven't done good against Bridgeport. We haven't done Springfield. We really haven't played well against Hartford. That's a different story. Hartford, we've always had success with. But those three teams... They're tough. They are so, so hard to play against. And there's never been a worse time to play through this division. No. Like, no. I, I don't know how often, like, the people listening to this actually look at standings, but, guys, we're talking about the top five teams in the conference right now, the Eastern Conference. Four of them are in our division. In the league, top ten in the league, what is it, six of them? I'm checking now. Well, Five we, of them? Six of them? We know the San Diego goals aren't there. I know top 12. We've got at least six teams. Where we're half the teams in the entire league right now. We are four. Um, well, in the top 10, Coachella Valley, they overtook us. To, I think they played today. But one. So there's Hershey, number one. Bridge, uh, Providence, number two. Bridgeport, four. Toronto at eight. And then we're at 11 now. Are we looking conference or league? Uh, for, the, for our conference, we're four out of 10. For our league, we're three out of the top four. Four. That's ridiculous. So the competition is incredible. Mm-hmm. We uh, spoke. Sorry, <clears throat> we spoke on this earlier. Um, I, last season, if we had this record and these performances, we would easily be top of the league based on our record at this point. I think Hartford was the only team that would have been better than us last season at this point. But now we're in fourth place. We have three games in hand. Luckily, we can boost up to third with like a a triple header win. But uh, it's it's hard. We're battling right now, and I think that the team can do it. But there's never been a worse time mm-hmm. <laughs> to be in this division and to be a hot team because there's four or five others that are doing the exact same thing. You want to hear something that's actually kind of crazy to me? Hartford are awful this season, right? Yes, they were they weren't good last season, but Springfield incredible. They were really really good last season. They're twenty third in the league. Utica. They set a new record last year for AHL opening wins. 26. Laval. Laval were a strong team. 27. Hartford, 29th. We expect that. We expected that in the beginning of the season. Chicago Wolves, 31st. Chicago Wolves, the Calder Cup winners, are 31st in the league right now. That's horrible. I didn't even know that. That's terrible. 14 points from 20 games. Are the Canes doing well? I don't know. I haven't looked. But you know who's below them? Um, uh, um, you know who's below. You're talking about Stockton. No, San Diego goals. Oh my god. One nine zero and zero. Just 
so much hate. Are they the worst team to ever step foot in the AHL? Yes, quite possibly. They are. Aside I, from, yeah. I'd argue it. I'd, honestly, I would argue it because let's check last season. 2021-22 regular season playoffs. I'm sorry. San Jose Barracuda. 28th in the league, San Jose. I mean, San Diego. Did they make playoffs? Somehow. Somehow they made playoffs. I don't know. But then we go back to 2020-21. You know where they are? Bottom of the league. Well, mid. They're mid-table. They are the worst AHL team to ever step foot. And I will stand by that. They're mid, so five beers and they're a good team. I'm sorry. If you could see the look that just got oh, <laughs> that, that we just gave sorry. each other. Sorry, that's a it's just a joke. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's get off the goals here. Uh, go back to team leaders. Uh, OC, 22 points in 20 games. Dude's unreal right now. Uh, he leads the team in assists at 14 assists. It kind of helps that he had what nine points in two games. Mm-hmm. Um, Pusty still leads the team in nine goals. Does he get his tenth this weekend? Go ahead and lead us right to the weekend. We have two games against Hershey. Friday night, big game, $2 drafts. Big, Probably going to be a small crowd. I'm going to be honest, probably going to be around 3,000 people. And it's they're both at home. They're both at home this weekend. Probably around 3,000 people. But that's because we have the teddy bear toss. <laughs> we got the teddy bear toss on Saturday. Wait, actually, there's a chance that both games are pretty crazy. Attendance-wise or game-wise? I think $2 draft night on Friday and then Teddy Bear Toss on Saturday. There's never a, there's never a good night before a big night. Okay. That's, it's, it's always it's, it's a promotional thing. So Teddy Bear Toss, people are going to be bringing their teddy bears. I expect a win from that game. Friday night, $2 drafts. Crowd might be rowdy. Crowd might be there. Crowd might not be great. It's a throw-up. You don't really know. You, it, it could be you could have the best crowd of the season or you could have a crowd that sit there and... But we'll be there. And what is the Penguins' record so far when we are both in the arena? I think we've only lost like two games. We haven't lost a single game that we've... Oh, Lehigh. Overtime loss doesn't count. Okay. We have not lost in regular... No, we've lost one game in regulation, I think. What, didn't we? No. I have not seen a loss in Mohegan Sun Arena aside from the opening night. Oh, wow. The entire season. Oh, wow. When we have both been there together, aside from the OT loss the first night, they have not lost a game. Wow. So, what does that mean? It means that I might be the reason that they've lost any games at home. I, we, when we went to Florida... <laughs> That's the most narcissistic thought ever. When we went to Florida, I, I got a text. They win games. I got a text from the EMT. He said, can you guys come back now? And I was like, well, we'll be back soon. We're enjoying Florida, though. Like, thanks for asking. He's like, I'm only asking because we're not winning without you. <laughs> this place is boring. I tell you what, I'm not going to go anywhere near saying... We have a direct impact on like the results, but we have a direct impact on the atmosphere. Like our section really does get things going, especially like when we are, you know, really getting after the players, uh, chirping the other team. I, like, would you agree? I, 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 really, agree. I really think we have like an impact on the games to some degree to like, I I got like a 1% kind of thing. We get in players' heads. We get the, the crowd behind the team. We're starting chance constantly. We're making noise. People are laughing. The energy's good. The noise. We're the it's, noise. It's the noise. You need the noise. The boys need mm-hmm. a lot. And it's, it's noise at key moments in the game. When you see them drop their heads, that's when you get loud. And you bring them back into it, you know? And I really do think when we're missing, it, it does miss noise. Because, you know, it, 
we've watched games when we're not there, like over the computer, and it's just not loud. There's no chanting aside from Tuck's hitting the glass every 15 minutes. He's like, doing his best. No, I know he's, he's, literally, he's literally, literally, Tuck's is, Tuck starts some of our chants, but at the same time, we get the noise. And if we get in one player's head, that's one player they can target. All I'm saying, if we don't show up, no one chirps the goalie. If we don't show up, no one chirps the star. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like these weird little things that like makes this sport so freaking awesome. Is like when you have good fans, you can really get in the head of the opposition, but you can also get the crowd behind the boys. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I think, I think maybe we contribute to point zero 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 one percent of this, but I feel like there's an impact. There's a reason. If our section, if our section's on, team's on, and that's. I'm not saying it's us. I'm saying if it's us, if it's you, me, Perella, Jim, and Patty. Spawn uh, 14, baby. Get, get well soon, guys. But when you guys, when everyone's there, we are, we're on fire. And I think that's, that's what we do. That's like, that's our role. And I feel like that's a good thing. But and if you think, if you're listening to this and you've never been to a game and you think we just sound hot-headed, please come to a game. And I promise you, if you get tickets in 114, your ears will be ringing by the end of the game. Please send him 114 and chirp <laughs> with us. We would, lo- we would we love would. that more than anything. And if there is any chance that you listen to this podcast having never been to a game and then come to a game because you listen to this podcast and you sit in 114, you're going to know exactly who we are. We sit next to each other. We are loud as hell. Please come tell us that you are there because you listen to this podcast and you will actually make our freaking lives. Say, just say super stash bros and walk away. And we <laughs> will understand. <laughs> we'll understand. I'll, I'll buy you a beer. Hands down. That's true, yeah. Oh. We're both 21 now. We can both buy them a beer. That's good stuff. So I expect two points. I expect, yeah, I expect two points from this weekend. Two points? I'm going to be a little pessimistic. Two points. I mean, Hershey are the best team in the league. Let's be real. Yeah. But both at home. One's a huge event night. If they get a win on Friday night, they take all the points from this weekend. Okay. Because there's no way they lose on Saturday with that crowd there against Hershey. It depends on the crowd. You know there's going to be a great crowd. Teddy Bertos, it's going to be phenomenal. All we And the good thing is there will be tons of kids. Yeah. If there's tons of kids, it's so much easier to make noise because mm-hmm. they love chanting and you just feed them all game. Mm-hmm. I say two points. What do you say? Realistically, no scenarios. What do you say from the weekend? Based on how the overtime like situation has been going, I can see it being like a three-point weekend. You got to chill there? I got a big chill there. It's warm in here, though. Well, no, I've, I've been I've been slamming the Topo Chicos here. So Topo Chicos, your yeah, favorite, huh? I, I got to like, you know, I got I got the squirms going on. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna get at least two. I, I'd say three. Realistically, I usually predict a a full blowout, but we're talking about the best team in the league here, and it's a rivalry, so I'm not gonna put that pressure on the boys. Kale Kessie's gonna be playing. We know that Kale Kessie can. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, fair enough. So um, on top of on top of all of that, I this is Friday. Friday's a definite you're coming to, right? Absolutely. So that's that's gonna be our first game back together. So hopefully the crowd's good, everything's good. We have we have the meet and greet tomorrow. So if any Penguins fan is a season ticket member and wants to go to that, I think tickets I think you can get tickets on the side for that if you want to. Mm-hmm. But there's a huge meet and greet tomorrow. I don't and then well, this, this will get posted tonight, so there's a big meet-and-greet today. Mm-hmm. If you are listening to this, the day it gets released, there's a meet-and-greet today. Monday, Monday the, 12th. the 12th. yeah. So Monday the 12th, there's a huge meet-and-greet, which 
will be awesome. You get to meet all the players and everything. I think they're doing another bar this week, maybe. I don't I don't know for sure though. So check check Instagram. Uh Sammy P, whatever's going on with him. Yeah, the condolences to Sam yeah. Poland. I don't know time. what's we don't know what's going on. Um not gonna speculate either. It's just like uh thoughts and prayers are with you if you need thoughts and prayers. Yeah, uh, we'll if, keep it short. Whatever whatever's up, like penguins are with you, everyone's with you, the whole AHL. So um aside from that, you you want to just general thoughts on the season so far? What you're expecting going forward? I mean, we're about to enter a new year, and we're, we're going hot. We're almost halfway. You realize that, dude? We're, we're winning like 63 percent of our games right now. What is it, 62-5? Yeah. I'm just literally saying that off the top of my head. Um, I think we're almost. We have double the wins we have the losses, so I think that puts mm-hmm. us around 65, right? Mm-hmm. Because we have some OT losses too. Yep. Well, we're a little over a quarter way of the season gone. We're oh, 21. We are. That's so sad. 36. We are. We're like 15 games away from being halfway. We're a quarter of the way. Wow. And this is this is a good team. This is a very, very good team we have. Have you changed your mind about possible playoffs yet? Second round, that's all. I expect second round. I in this division. Right some now. of this some of these teams in this division. To play out of this division? Holy shit. Right now crazy. Right now, we're playing Bridgeport. If the season ended right now, we play Bridgeport. I tell you what. This is bold. I hate to like stop you mid thought about your like mm-hmm. season preview. I think whoever makes it out of the uh, the Atlantic Division is going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Or Stanley Cup. Oh my God, the Calder Cup this year. Good take. Based Good on take. they're all the top teams in the league. Mm-hmm. We don't have a Stockton anymore. They're not even in the picture. Well, they're irrelevant aside from Colorado Eagles, and they flop every like quarterfinal, semifinal. So. Well, you know why Stockton's not relevant this year. Tell me, Dale. Because they're Calgary. <laughs> yeah. They're you're Calgary. Right. That's why they're not relevant. But, I mean, they're 22. They're 22 games played. They have 31 points. They're second in the Pacific. Um, there's the Milwaukee Admirals, Texas Stars, Toronto, and, I mean, Rochester, who's a good team, but they're always a good team. I mean, we play Rochester in uh, January, so we'll see. we'll see. We got plenty. We have a lot of skill. We have a lot of time. We have a lot of hockey left to play. I think we can play out of this division. Yeah. It's going to be really, really tough, but I think we can play out of this division. I I think they can make a run. This team can make a run as good as uh, Providence can make a run, as good as Bridgeport, Hershey, you know, Charlotte, the lot. Hershey with their players back wins, wins the Calder Cup. They could. That, that It pains me to say it, but. Yeah, if they have a full squad, that's a hard team to beat. There's no one in the league right now. I mean, there, there's teams that can compete with them. I don't know if they can compete with them over a seven-game series. Three. Not not three in the first. Three in the I'm first, talking five like five in the next few, and then seven in the. I'm final. talking final round. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any team that compete with them over seven, because that means probably four games are in the Giant Center, <laughs> mm. and you're just not you're not winning those games. Not in playoffs. They, they'll actually sell out. Yeah, it, it won't be a fake stat. It'll be loud. It'll be toxic. People will make you feel uncomfortable. You will not get a lot of like actual fans there supporting mm-hmm. whoever's in. So yeah, I, I think for that reason. Um, kind of my prediction is hopefully we make another division. If we do, we'll make a run, a deep run. Um, but as of right now, Hershey's the team to play through, and we have a huge weekend coming up. One thing I do want to point out that I forgot to mention before, Cleveland had the best power play in the league, and we shut them down. We, our penalty kill right now, we are sitting at 15th. 
our 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 power I mean our power play is at 14th, our penalty kill is at 15th. We are mid at special teams. We are mid we are mid table at all special teams. We're winning these games in open play. Yeah. We're not winning these off a cheap off a cheap power play. We're winning these games open play. We're conceding open we're conceding off uh, power plays. We're doing we're doing this in open play. We're doing what we need to do. Mm-hmm. That, that's a I didn't even look at that. That's a phenomenal that that's a major boost right there. If you can get the job done in open play and mm-hmm. then know that by limiting your penalty minutes, you're in almost every single game. That's huge, especially once you introduce Rochester, once you intro, introduce Toronto, once you introduce Syracuse back into the, the schedule mix. Because right mm-hmm. now we've been trapped in the division in terms of the games. Um, but once you get into like the, the real stuff, like you mentioned before, that's that, huge if we can cut down on our penalty minutes. We're in those games. We are almost, after this weekend, it's the Canada trip, which sadly we weren't able to go on with, yeah. with you know, everything. But we're the Canada trip. That's going to be tough for us. And then we come home, and then we have January. January is good. Then we have February, and then you have you have an open. You have a classic. You have a winter classic that we, we're going to. Oh God! Wait until you guys see that vlog. It's going to be a shit show. Mm-hmm. So. We have a lot of games. We have a lot of teams to play. We have 72 games to play in a season. You cannot base 72 games off 18. And most teams have played 22, 24, 28. I'm looking at Coachella Valley. They've played 19 right now, which is just insane. Because we've played... Wow, that's actually kind of crazy. But all of these teams are playing... All these teams are playing games here and there, here and there. They're playing more than us. We're at 21. We have so much... We have... We have 51 games left to play. Yeah. This is the team from right now that I can see that can do something. I don't think we'll win the whole thing. I think we'll make we'll make a run though. If we make it out of division, I will be stoked. If we if we win our division, I'm stoked. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. All right. Um, I mean, I guess in terms of actual discussion, covering the games. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode today. Um, If you ever have any fan questions, feel free to DM us on any platform um, and we will definitely answer them. We will directly mention you like we we love to do that kind of stuff. So um, just said it. But thank you for listening Uh, up the pens up the pens and have a fantastic day, guys. Um, Have a good start to the week. Uh, This should be out tonight. So you'll be hearing this for the first time, probably Monday the 12th. Um, But that's it. Let's hope the boys can get it done against Hershey this weekend. They'll have a full week to rest, so expect mm-hmm. something real hot on Friday night. Yep. And just so you guys are aware, we watched a Hershey game tonight against Cleveland. If you have AHL TV, you might want to rewatch that overtime. It's it's incredible. And <laughs> Kale Kessie fought. It was crazy fight. It was a really good fight. It was a good fight. It was a good game to watch. We shit on him a lot. He's a tough guy. Um, good fighter. If, if we had an enforcer like that on the team, we'd back him, but he's just the kind of shithead that you hate because he's on the rival team. So uh, he's, he's, a big, he's a big shithead. Major shithead, yeah. Well, other than that, have a good night, guys. We hope to see you soon. Stay safe. Stay Penguins. Up the pens, baby.